If you have your Bibles, would like to read with us, we're going to read from the book of Philippians chapter 4 this evening. Book of Philippians chapter 4. I am thankful for each one that could come and be here in the service. I'm, I'm thankful that you had a desire to come here to the house of God and to be with God's people. There's uh, really not a better place to be than to be with God's people. Uh, <clears throat> that the psalmist had made a statement that uh, you know he'd just rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God, and just you know whatever God would have me to do, if that's the place He wants me to do and serve. Then that's where I want to serve. Before we begin the reading, if you would bow with me in a word of prayer, Dear Holy God, as I bow again this day, and thanking you for the blessings of life. You've been good to us, dear God. And Lord, I'm thankful today for your grace. And I'm thankful that we can always approach thy throne. And you've got grace to help in time of need. Dear Father, we pray for the request that's been made here this evening. Those that's been made in days gone by. Lord, that I know there's people in trouble everywhere we turn. Those grieving the going of their loved ones. The God, there's those that's sick. Those just facing difficulties in life and problems in life. And some of their faith is being tried, dear God. And we ask you to bless them and be with them. Help us all that we could look to thee, dear God, for every need in life. Bless me now as I stand. Lord, bring back to my memory the things we've read and studied. And speak through us the word you'd have each one to hear. For in Jesus' name I humbly pray, for he is worthy. Amen. I'm going to read one verse of scripture from the fourth chapter, verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Now he goes on in the chapter explaining some about what he was saying that uh, he said he wasn't speaking in respect of want and he told us how he had learned whatsoever state he's in there with to be content and he named some of those things. Uh, <clears throat> Paul had rejoiced because of something. Uh, he had rejoiced in the Lord. He said now at the last your care of me hath flourished. That here the church of Philippi had begun to do everything you might say they could for this man, for his ministry. It had flourished. It's, it's blooming out. It's abounding. And <clears throat> he let them know that. that He let them know that he appreciated it. He was thankful for it. And then he says... He makes a statement, wherein you were also careful. They, they put a lot of thought into it. You know, he mentions the word careful in this, on up in the, the earlier part of the chapter in verse 6. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, but thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And <clears throat> he told Martha in the book of Luke, you know, she was uh, troubled and careful about many things. Uh, you're putting a, your minds on it. You're putting a lot of thought into it. Uh, a lot of times we, when we see the word careful like it was 
Here we should be careful for that. He tells us not to worry about it. That, you know, when you worry about something, you, you get it on your mind. And you just can't. I, I hate to get something on my mind and just worry about it. I, I'm bad about it. You know, I tell everybody, don't worry about it. Trust the Lord. But then I turn around and I, I do just the opposite. You know, I worry about things. Get things on my mind. I can't sleep. Uh, and that's, you, you become consumed we don't mean to as people we get things on our mind. But there are times we need to get things on our mind. That's why he said we need to put some thought into some things. We need to think about things. And <clears throat> I believe that's what he's telling here. You, you had this on your mind. You was careful. You put some thought into it. Uh, they wanted to. You ever wanted to do something and just couldn't do it? Uh, <clears throat> I, I think we all could probably say that. Might not be no big deal sometime, but, you know, we just, we want to do something. Get it on our mind and, and just like, you know, some people say, well, the stars just didn't line up. Well, it ain't about the stars lining up. Uh, <clears throat> that for some reason, it just didn't happen, did it? And <clears throat> that's what Paul's telling these people here. They wanted to. They wanted to be a blessing to him. They wanted to help him. He said, here's the reason you couldn't. You lacked opportunity. They just, they just didn't have the opportunity to do it. And <coughs> excuse me, sometimes that happens in life, don't it? <coughs> uh, maybe more times than not. We don't realize that sometimes. That's the reason... Some of the things that we'd like to do in life that they don't get done, I just don't have the opportunity. Uh, that <clears throat> they used to be a statement, I'm trying to get it to my mind now, uh, people used to say uh, around to it. I just didn't get around to it. I used to use that term a lot. And when I went to Bethlehem Church as a little man there, Brother Ray Lewis, uh, you might remember Brother Ray, little hunchback man, and I was always telling Brother Ray, one day I want to get around to it. I said, one of these days I'm going to get around to it, Brother Ray. And I stopped by his house one day and he had this piece of wood around. He had made this thing and he carved in it round to it. And he gave it to me. He said, now you ain't got an excuse. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> and, <clears throat> of course, he done that kind of as a joke. I got it put up somewhere. I don't even know where I put it kind of special to me. Uh, but we don't have the opportunity sometimes. Uh, these places you'd like to go, people you might want to go to see, uh, but sometimes you just, just don't have the opportunity. Now, I want to look at some scriptures tonight dealing with opportunity and try to just bring out some things. Sometimes there might be a reason that we just don't have that opportunity. You know, in, in life, <clears throat> just you might say from, from a general sense, uh, <clears throat> people waiting to do certain things for the right opportunity. You know, certain things, certain events has got to take place uh, <clears throat> that 
you know, I've been in situations where working, uh, have done some work just recently, not last, in the last couple of years down on the coast, we had to go down and do, get some soil samples out of the water. We're not equipped to do that. Uh, <clears throat> they, they got boats that go out and do the geotechnical drilling to get that, but my boss had this job, he bid on it, he got the job, and so he said, here's what we got to do. He said, we got to watch this thing. We had so long to do it, he's watching the tide. He said, when that tide goes out, we're going to do it. <laughs> and was that, there's a window there, you might say. And so he said, this is our opportunity. Let's go do it. And, <clears throat> you know, the wind's got to be blowing just right, too. Sometimes, you know, that affects the water. If the wind's blowing and blows it in, whether the tide's out or not, it can blow the, the water in. And a lot of times that's, <clears throat> we're waiting for that in life. And it might not never come. You know, <clears throat> a lot of people have started businesses. And people say, look, this, this just would be a good, a good time. That's what you're talking about. This ain't, this ain't, no, this ain't favorable. You know, an opportunity for things are favorable, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's favorable to do it. That, uh, <clears throat> and... You know, people say, look, you know, the economy's bad. And I've always said this, if a man wants to go into business, let him go into business when the economy's bad. Because if he makes it through that, he's going to make it with the blessings of God. Uh, <clears throat> I've heard people talking about, you know, people talking about getting married. When you live in a world, we plan every little thing. And... <clears throat> Me and my wife eloped when we went to get married, and uh, I didn't have a place to live. He said, "You know, before you do this, now you need to have a place to live, and you know, you you need to have this, and you need to have this." And we didn't even have a pot till we got married. And <clears throat> I guess if I'd have waited till everything got right, we'd have never got married. And, you know, when people get ready to have children, everybody tell you, nah, you probably need to wait a few years. Uh, you know, you need to do this and do this. And, you know, if, if young people listen to older people, and at times, young people need to listen to older people. But if they listen to them on some things, not, they wouldn't be no future generation, probably. Because you got, everything's got to be just right now. Need to have you some money in the bank. But Jake, when you and Miss Karen got married, y'all probably didn't have no money in the bank, did you? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's just, but we, we want that opportunity to be right, to do a lot of things, not just that, but a lot of things, to go into business, to buy a vehicle. And, and we do need to pray about things. Don't get me wrong. I believe in praying about things. But, <clears throat> Sometimes that people just lack the opportunity. It's not there. Paul, writing to the church of Galatians, I'm going to turn and read a statement that he made in the book of Galatians in chapter 6 in verse 10. 
He says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now, notice what he's saying. And this is, you know, when we, a lot of times we think about opportunity, we think of it maybe in a worldly sense, don't we? In the scripture, it ain't talking about a worldly sense. As we have, therefore, opportunity. You know, I may mention a lot of times we'd like to do things, but we can't. And we don't need to feel bad about that. I don't want to tell you that this this evening. Don't feel bad about it because you can't. Because it might be that God hadn't given you that opportunity to do those things. You know, we'll sit around, I, I just wish I could do something. I tell you, I, I wish I could do something. Well, if we don't have the opportunity, you can't. People would like to give more sometimes. and I'm saying that in a general sense. Do more. Wish I had more time to do for different people. But you can't sit around and, you know, that goes that carefulness and just spending your life just, you might say it, some people spend their life in misery because of wanting to do and can't do. And you don't have the opportunity. God ain't gave it to you. They've been people that, as a minister, that I wanted to talk to about the Lord. So bad. He said, pretty talk to him. Sometimes God ain't in it. You might not believe that, but he ain't. But you'll know it when he is. And when he gives you that opportunity, it's time to step through that door. We can miss opportunities, can't we? You know, in the book of Jeremiah, uh, I'm going to turn and read some scriptures there. Very, very familiar scriptures. In the 8th chapter, he makes this statement in verse 20. The harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. What's he telling us there? What was he telling Israel? He was talking to Israel. This Jeremiah was, you might, if you go back and study the books of the Kings, Sackett Kings, after Hezekiah, after Josiah in that time period, uh, the nation of Israel was on their last leg, so to speak, and they fixed to go into the Babylonian captivity, and it happened just like God said it was going to happen. And you know, he even told Jeremiah, he said, don't pray for them. Quit praying for them, Jeremiah. They're going. And what Jeremiah is telling them, asking them, he said, the harvest is past, the summer's ended. <clears throat> That's kind of a, a farming term, you might say, to a degree, because today a lot of people don't pay no attention. The weather and the conditions being right and to do certain things, it's certain to, to plant things, to harvest things, everything had to be right. <laughs> and if you wait too long, <clears throat> 
it's over with. You're not going to do it. You know, you probably couldn't bail no hay right now. It just, the grass is dying. If you, if you waited till this month to start bailing hay, if you got a bunch of cows, you've waited too late, haven't you? And sometimes we do that in life with what God wants us to do. We wait too late. And I'll, I'll say this, though. I don't want to discourage nobody. I'll, I'd rather encourage people now. As long as there's breath in a human being and God opens the door, it's not too late. It's not over. A lot of people uh, talk about people, and I, and I know that God in the book of Romans in chapter 1, he talked about something that he'd give up and give over to a reprobate mind. I understand that. I, I, I do think that a person can go so far that God says, I'm through with you. And he told him in the book of Genesis, before he bought the flood upon earth, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. He said, there'll come a time I'll quit fighting with you. And that's a sad thing. But if God is dealing with you and burdening you, and you're thinking about Salvation, you're thinking about God. The only reason that a person will even think about God is because of the Holy Spirit is burdening them and dealing with them. So it ain't too late. I want to assure you that tonight. If you're here and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not too late to trust Him if God's dealing with you. But we can be like it was here. We can... Let the opportunity pass us by. I'm sure many of us have got different things in life that we could talk about different opportunities that we had when we were younger, middle age, whatever it might be. And of course, people still get, you know, there ain't no age limit on opportunities. <laughs> people still get them. <clears throat> They've been people go back to college in their 60s and 70s and get a, get a diploma, get a degree. People learn how to do things. That they say, well, I just always wanted to do it. I, I met a fellow one time and he he'd run restaurants down in New Orleans. He was in his 60s. He couldn't work for custom precast. He wanted to be a truck driver. And he did. He told me, he said, you, you ought to get your CDL. I said, I don't want it. <laughs> I said, especially with these people. <laughs> but you know we have opportunities don't we but don't wait till it's too late with the Lord don't let that opportunity pass you by that, that time that God gives us to, to get right with people he said you know let not the sun go down upon your wrath and uh, you know, if you're thinking about something, if you, if you or me or whoever it might be, if I've got a problem with somebody, I'll just put it that way. Well, I'll, I'll go talk to him tomorrow, Brother Joey. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow might not get here. We need to do it when we have the opportunity, don't we? 
I want to turn and read a scripture that we find in the book of Acts. Paul was talking to uh, Felix. If you go to the 24th chapter, Paul's been taken prisoner. They've been made accusations against him. Uh, started at Jerusalem. They brought him uh, to another place. His accusers would come in. They'd make charges against him. He'd give his defense. But uh, if you was to read in the 24th chapter, it says, I'm going to begin with verse 22. When Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, when Lysus, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. And he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and that he should bid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilia, which was a Jewish he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith of Christ. And as he, the he being Paul, reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Now, <clears throat> I know he didn't say opportunity, but that convenient season, that's opportunity. What he said, when I, when I have a a convenient opportunity. I'll call for you. A lot of times that with God, we don't realize that the opportunity is here and now. I'll do it later. He could have got saved right then if he had trusted the Lord. He said, I'm waiting for that convenient season. Listen to what Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is such a familiar verse of scripture, but I'm going to turn to it in chapter 3 of the book of Ecclesiastes, verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. To everything there is a season. That's a time. That's what I see. It's a time where things are favorable, you might say. And God has fixed it. We might not see it every time. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that we need to strive to be close to God because I think the closer we are to God, the more we're going to be able to see as God gives us those opportunities to do things in life and those opportunities to serve him and work for him and those opportunities to be a witness, we can see them a lot better when we're close to God. We can recognize them when we're close to God and we can know this is that time, this is that season that God has given me right here and now uh, that, that God can use me today. As the psalmist said, and I think it's the 118th psalm, if my memory serves me correct, he said this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. See, Felix couldn't see that opportunity was right there. It was then. And a lot of times we're, we're looking around for something else. And, and you know, 
We can't see what is right in front of us, spiritually speaking, the opportunities that God gives us. God gives us opportunities. And that's a sure thing, you might say. Uh, You know, sometimes that with God, He allows things to happen in our life. And we don't realize that maybe at the, that time that they, there's a, a door being opened or a window being opened that God is fixing things and giving us an opportunity. You take when Gideon and, and you go back to the book of Judges and read what was going on and, you know, here he is having to hide the uh, system grain to have something to eat and the angel comes to him and, I mean, it, it's a bad situation. And, God allows that sometimes in our lives to humble us down that he can use us and yet at the same time he's given us an opportunity to do something great for him. You know, Moses had to go down into Egypt and become a shepherd, didn't he? God was giving him an opportunity that he might not have realized it to be a great leader for the nation of Israel. And here Gideon down there and he said, well, I ain't going to begin to talk to him. So where, where, where is the God, you know? Uh, you know, Look what's happened to us. And he said, just go in your mind, Gideon. It was an opportunity right then. I know things are bad, he said, but God's given you an opportunity to make a difference. You know, Nehemiah. In captivity, he's the king's cupbearer. And some people come from Jerusalem and he says, how's things in Jerusalem? He said, Nehemiah, it ain't good. Walls been torn down. The gates been burned with fire and the people have become a reproach and it bothered him. And he goes in before that king and he's so sad. That king noticed, listen, if you're the king's cupbearer and you come in there and you're not jolly and happy, That king take notes of that. That cupbearer just didn't wait on the king what he done. When they poured a glass of water for that king to drink, that cupbearer got some of it drank it first. He ate whatever that king's fixing to eat. The reason for that was if somebody's got a poison that king, it's gonna kill the cupbearer. If that cupbearer comes in all fat and down in the dumps, maybe he knows something, he ain't going to say nothing. Nehemiah, what's your problem? Well, I'll tell you, you asked. He begins to tell him. He said, you want to go to Jerusalem? What? You want to go to Jerusalem? I'll fix it. You, you're talking to the man that can have this fixed. Of course, that God was in that thing. See, he was putting on his heart. That letters and things, whatever you need, you on your way, y'all build that wall back. Y'all set them gates back up. A great opportunity to be a leader. And even those people there in Jerusalem, they could look at this, they had an opportunity to build back. What's this everybody keeps saying? I think it's Joe Biden, get these presidents mixed up sometimes with their slogan, you know, build back better. <laughs> they had an opportunity to build back and build back better. God gives us opportunities, don't he? In the book of 
Matthew in the 25th chapter. Beginning with verse 14. This is a familiar reading. For the kingdom of heaven. This is the 25th chapter, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling to a far country who called his own service and delivered unto him his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, and to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. He gave them talents, different amounts of talents. One he gave five, another two, and to one, another one. Now, he didn't give every man the same thing, did he? God don't give every man the same thing to do. He gave them these talents according to their several ability. That means their own ability. He knew what they could do with. If you went on and read that, of course, he took his journey, and he then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Likewise, he that had gained the two, he also gained another two. But he that had received the one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Two of them doubled what they had. These two on down in this chapter was given the, the same praise, you might say. One of them just dug a hole and put it in there. Every one of them had the same opportunity and every one of them, this man, he told him when he come back to one that had the one talent, uh, he said, then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathered where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that, that is thine. They all knew him. They knew what he expected. They all had an opportunity to do something. You might just have one talent tonight, so to speak. But you've got an opportunity with God to do something with that. And you might have five or you might have two. And we've all got that opportunity, see. It wasn't because they didn't have the opportunity. It's just that one of them was afraid. You know, being afraid, what is that? That means that's a sign of my lack of faith in God to do what God had had me to do. God gives us opportunities. And his opportunities might be a little different than the world gives us. See, because sometimes when God gives opportunities, it might be through circumstances that don't look so great. And through that circumstance that don't look so great, if we'll step out on faith and let God use us, Whatever it is. He might be wanting to use us. To be a leader. To be a blessing to other people. When God gives us an opportunity. We need to step out on faith. And go forward. As the people of God. And don't spend your life worrying about, well, I just don't have the opportunity. Just wait on God.
Just wait on God. When God gives it to you, stay close to God. And you know it when God gives you an opportunity that this, God, this is it. This is the time. This is the season. See, God might be getting people ready for things in life that they don't even realize. That might be the reason some of the circumstances you go through in life that God's getting you ready for something else down the road. May God bless you. This is the thought and the message the Lord placed on my heart. I hope and pray it could be a blessing. Now, would they be? We'll ask for verse of song.